when he had looked around at them with anger being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Amen. I'm in this preaching series entitled, Anyway, and today I want to preach try anyway try anyway Lord bless your word bless this preaching moment may this word renew our minds strengthen our spirits sanctify us for your service your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Try anyway. If you are alive, alert, and aware, then you are attuned to the ever-present reality of conflict. Conflict is an ever-present reality in our lives, in our culture, and in our world. If it's not conflict about one thing, then it's conflict about something else. If it's not interpersonal conflict between us and them, then it's geopolitical conflict between the United States, Russia, and China. If it's not conflict about versus battles, then it's conflict about sanctions against Russia. If it's not conflict about what teams are on the NCAA bubble, then it's conflict about equitable funding for historically black colleges and universities. If it's not conflict about COVID protocols and numbers, then it's conflict about the yet-to-be-named and confirmed justice for the Supreme Court of these United States of America. If it's not conflict about how to fight racial justice, then it's conflict about what we now call a cancel culture in our world. If it's not conflict about one thing, then it's conflict about something else. For those of us who are alive, alert, and aware, we can testify to the ever-present reality of conflict in our world, in our and even in our lives. Conflict is an ever-present reality. According to this New Testament text, we encounter our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ 
immersed and embroiled in conflict. Since his arrival, the Pharisees, Sadducees, Herodians, and religious leaders have deemed Jesus persona non grata. Jesus did not attend the right rabbinical schools of higher learning. Jesus had a questionable birth concerning Mary and Joseph. Jesus emerges out of seemingly nowhere and begins to declare himself equal with Almighty God. According to this New Testament text, the issue now is what Jesus deems appropriate on the Sabbath day. According to the Mosaic law, the Sabbath day ought to be kept holy. Therefore, nothing or the bare minimal activity ought to be engaged in on the Sabbath day. But Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Consequently, if there's anyone in need on the Sabbath day, Jesus believes believers ought to do good, be it on the Sabbath day or any other day God allows them to see. Jesus lives by the law of grace, not legalism. As a gracious Savior, the Pharisees have now taken up beef with Jesus because of what he has done on the Sabbath day. Now, according to the text, Jesus once again is in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. While Jesus is present in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom, Jesus encounters a man with a withered hand. Against the backdrop of this religious ethical conflict, Jesus does good on the Sabbath day by healing a person in need. According to the text, an anonymous man is in worship on the Sabbath day with a withered hand. According to Jewish tradition, once upon a time, this man was a stonemason who made his living with his hand. But somewhere along the journey, this man encountered a tragedy that led to the challenge, deformity, and withering of his hand. As a gracious Savior who does good, Jesus now uses this man as an example on what to do on the Sabbath day. Jesus is not going to be indifferent concerning the plight and predicament of this man who needs healing. But more significantly, for our purposes, Jesus challenges this man to stretch forth his hand. The man's hand is challenged, deformed, and withered, but Jesus says, try anyway. 
And on this Sunday morning, somebody needs to hear this word that I'm preaching right now. Despite issues, challenges, what you have, what you don't have, Jesus is challenging you to try anyway. Despite bad credit, try to become a homeowner. Despite being an underdog, Jesus is challenging you to go deeper, higher, and further than they said you can. Despite being wounded and beaten, Jesus says, I want you to try to forgive and let it go. Despite your lack of experience, I want you to seek the promotion and apply for the position. Despite your family background, Jesus says, break the cycle and change your family tree. Despite what they have said about you, I want you to try anyway. And on this Sunday morning, I preach this word to encourage those of us who are hearers to try anyway. In so many cases in our lives, let me just preach to myself, I have allowed a withered, deformed hand to prevent me from doing what God says I can do. But on this day, the Holy Ghost is preaching through me to encourage somebody, despite your hand being withered, stretch forth your hand. Despite your money being funny, apply for the loan. Despite what they say you can't do, do what they can say you can't do anyway. And maybe the tragedy of our lives is that we just don't try. Maybe the challenge for many of us and too many of us who are hearing this word right now is that maybe the tragedy of my life and my existence is I don't try. Have you tried? Have you put yourself out there? Have you taken the first step? Have you turned the computer on? Have you put the key in the ignition? Have you put your shoes on? Have you opened up the window? Have you opened up the door? Have you turned to page one? Have you taken an attempt to try? And on this Lord's Day, the word for somebody is, despite your challenges, despite issues, despite what they say, despite what you have and what you don't have, the Lord is challenging you to try anyway. And preacher, what does it take to try anyway? If we are going to try anyway, we have to ignore what they say. Preach Pastor White. Uh, Trying anyway requires that we ignore what they say. We don't know how long this man has been wrestling with this particular physical condition. This condition has been long enough that he is in the sanctuary and that his condition is known. We don't know how long he's been wrestling with this hand that is deformed, withered, and challenged. Consequently, he's unable to work. 
He's unable to really provide for his family. He's unable to hold his wife's hand. He's unable to participate in the full function of life that all of us at some times take for granted. Can't tie his own shoes, can't tie his own tie, needs help with the basic functions of life. But as Jesus tells this man, stretch forth your hand, the man has to ignore what they say. They say you are going to be like this the rest of your life. They say there is no hope for you. They say you need to bury your life and just wait until the grave comes. They say you are never going to be more than you are right now. But in order for this man to stretch forth his hand, this man has to ignore what they say. Let me preach this to somebody right now. They is not always somebody else. Sometimes they is the voice between our ears. Sometimes they ain't an external enemy. They ain't Goliath talking trash. Sometimes they is negative self-talk that we have to learn to ignore about what we say to ourselves. So the next fourth, the Lord, the next time the Lord challenges you, try anyway. You got to ignore what they say. Ignore what they are saying. And they ain't always them on the outside. Sometimes they is the negative demonic voice of the enemy or negative self-talk that we say to ourselves. If I'm going to try anyway, I got to ignore negativity. Not only do I have to ignore negativity, this man tries again because of inspiration. This man is in worship on the Sabbath day. While this man is in worship on the Sabbath day, notice Despite what he's going through, the man has never stopped worshiping Jehovah. Despite what he's going through in his life, the man has never stopped lifting the name of Almighty God. And when this man makes his way to worship, I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise God in the firmament of his power. This man receives inspiration because of where he is present. And trying anyway requires inspiration because of our participation in worship. Sometimes we have not tried again because we have not learned to be inspired by our participation in the worship experience. I ain't get nothing out of the preacher what he said today. Uh, the choir messed up that song and they don't know what they doing up there. I don't know what pastor is talking about on Sunday morning. And sometimes we have not tried in life. Sometimes our circumstance is woe is me. Sometimes we are the same circumstance that we've been in for the past 20, 30 years because we have not learned to be inspired by our participation in the worship experience. There's something about worship that ought to inspire you. 
There's something about praising God that ought to inspire you. There's something about counting the blessings of God that ought to inspire me. There's something about lifting the name of Jesus that ought to inspire me. There's something about my participation in the worship experience that ought to make me see the world differently. I dare somebody to worship God, and when you worship God, you will be inspired. For the greater part of my life, I played in organized athletics. And the best coaches I had, Deacon Skeen, were always able to rally us before the game and have time based on what they said. The best coaches don't beat you up, but the best coaches coach you up so you can run a little further, go a little higher, and do what you don't think you can do. Whether they believe you can do it or not, they ain't going to tell you what they don't think you can do. They're going to wait. You are only going to play one minute. But for that one minute of the game, I want you to run as far as you can run. Go as high as you can go and be the champion that I know you can be. That's what worship is in spirit and in truth. When we come to worship, we don't come to get beat up. We don't come to get called ends and bees and thoughts. We don't come to get told what we ain't in life, but we get told that you are a child of the Most High God. You are made in the image of God. Preaching ought to inspire you. The songs of Zion ought to inspire you. Fellowship ought to inspire you. Worship ought to inspire. And being in the presence of worship inspired this man. Consequently, he is willing to stretch forth. Trying anyway requires that you ignore negativity. Trying anyway requires inspiration from worship. But trying anyway requires information based on testimony. This man, anonymous, don't know his name, don't know any details about his life. But this man is physically present in worship. More than likely, we can deduce 99.9% this man is a Jew. And as a Jew, he has heard about Jesus who has become the talk of the town. As Jesus has become the talk of the town, this man has heard about how Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. This man has heard about how Jesus healed the leprous man who said, if you can, make me whole. This man has heard about how Jesus healed the lame paralytic whose four friends, Reverend Robinson, brought him and opened the roof and let down their friend so he could be healed. This man has heard about the miracle working supernatural ability of Jesus and because of what he's heard about Jesus this man is willing to not just go on inspiration 
not just ignore negativity, but this man has information. And this man has information based on what he knows that Jesus can do. And this is the same Jesus who healed the leper. This is the same Jesus who healed the paralytic. This is the same Jesus who healed Peter's mother-in-law. This is the same Jesus who said, foxes of the air have holes and birds of the air have nets, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. This is the same Jesus who declares himself God incarnate. And if Jesus could do it for them, I am persuaded. I know. I got the knowledge. I got the information that if Jesus can do it for them, he can do it for me. And this man says, I'm going to stretch forth my hand. Not just because I'm inspired. Not just because I ignore negativity. But I'm stretching forth my hand because I got the knowledge. I got the information. I got the know-how that Jesus does all things well. I'm going to my seat right now. But I dare somebody to stretch forth your hand. Try anyway. Because if he can do it for them, he can do it for you. If he can heal them, he can heal you. If he can provide for them, he can provide for you. Ain't no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do the same for you. If he made a way for them, he's still a way maker. He's still a burden bearer. He's still a company keeper. He's still a mind regulator. He's still a deliverer. He's still a prayer answerer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Let me go old school. What you know about Jesus? Somebody say he's all right. What you know about Jesus? He's all right. Is he all right? Is he all right? Is he all right? Let me holler one time. I said he's all right. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is no respecter of persons. He is no respecter of persons. Eight to eighty. He's still a way maker. Ukrainian or American, he's still a keeper. Neophyte or veteran, he's still good. Try anyway. Don't let your challenge 
rob you of what God said can be done. Holy Spirit is convicting somebody. Man, you ain't tried. Sis, you ain't tried. I'm waiting on God. No, God's waiting on you to try. I'm here. I've been challenging you. I've been encouraging you. I've been compelling you. I've been putting stimuli in front of you. Try. A withered hand ain't that much. Funny money ain't that much. Discouragement ain't that much. I want you to try anyhow. Try anyhow. Sometimes we have yet to see what God can do because we haven't tried. Oh no. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother. This word is inviting somebody into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not saved, we invite you to accept and follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. You don't have a church home, we invite you to unite with Watch Chapel as a brother or sister in Christ who needs a church family. First and foremost is salvation. You are in need of a Savior. Only Jesus can save your soul. Only Jesus can deliver us from the bad news with good news. But there's a free gift called salvation. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed me. I said he washed me. My sister, my brother, we want you to go to the Contact Us tab. Accept Jesus as your Savior, your Lord. Go to the Contact Us tab to unite with Watch Chapel. You can go to the QR code, scan it. If you are in need of prayer, you can go to the Contact Us tab. You can call the church office. Somebody will call you back in the next 24 hours to pray for and with you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Let the church say amen. 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 Come on, choir. Try anyway. Means we keep pressing. We don't give up. We don't quit. The road. Gets tough. Gets tough. The hills are hard to find. Give up. Give up. You just hold on. 
Thank you so much.